live broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you all are having an absolutely blessed day today. And yesterday it was interesting. I was going through some different articles and stories, and I came across an article of a interview from the Ingram Angle on Fox News. Now, you guys know I'm not a fan of Fox News whatsoever, uh, nor do I support them. They're pretty much, they are owned by Disney. Um, but they had an interview yesterday with a doctor, actually a very, very renowned doctor, Dr. Sakrati Bakiti, and uh, he actually studied medicine at the University of Bonn in Germany, where he received his MD in 1970. He was a postdoctoral researcher at Max Planck Institute of Immunobiology and Epigenetics in Freiburg from 72 to 76, then at the Protein Laboratory in Copenhagen from 76 to 77, then joined the Institute of Medical Microbiology at Geisen University in 1977, and he was named Chair of Medical Microbiology at the University of Mainz in 1990, where he remained until his retirement in 2012. He's published over 300 articles in the fields of immunology, bacteriology, and virology, and has received numerous rewards. Now, he came out to talk about his book that he co-authored, Corona, False Alarm. Now, what's interesting about this interview is Laura Ingram basically came in and she said, on social distancing and masks, which of the two in your research have been most displaced, you know, meaning they're not working? And he said, both of them. He said there's zero science whatsoever to back up what they're saying right now for this alleged virus. And then he goes on to say something interesting. He said, please, all of you, sit down and think about this. Read about this and make up your own mind. Don't believe things that people are telling you. Think for yourself and come to your own conclusion. Then he described what Anthony Fauci said earlier this week, that 75% of Americans minimum need to be vaccinated in order to achieve herd immunity. And he said it's utter nonsense. Someone who says this has not the slightest inkling of the basic immunology. And then the last part, this part was kind of ominous. This is the very end of the thing, and this is what really caught my attention. So Laura Ingram's final question, she said, do you think the COVID-19 vaccine is necessary? She said from a live interview on Fox and he replied, I think it's downright dangerous. And I warn you, if you go along these lines, you are going to go to your doom. And immediately after he said this, Ingram basically pointed out that they were out of time. And uh, thanks for being on the show. Click goodbye. Done. Very strange interview, considering this man has had backgrounds in all these different areas all the way back from the early 70s. This guy isn't some clown that basically has some ulterior motive by making billions of dollars off a vaccine mandate or a Operation Warp Speed like Fauci directly does. So very interesting to see that interview. We'll put it up on the website, the link to it, because it's been taken down, by the way. I can't find it anywhere on Fox. There's actually a recording of it that somebody made, and um, Fox basically since removed it. But they do have the link to the actual archive that somebody has sent out, and we have it there, so we'll put it on the website. You know, this comes right on the heels of everything that's going on right now that's very strange. If people saw the photos yesterday, the Department of Defense has now released the first images of the COVID-19 vaccination record card, as well as vaccination kits. 
Dr. Kelly Moore, Associate Director of the Immunization Action Coalition, said everyone will be issued a written card that they can put in their wallet and will tell them that they had and when their next dose is due. Let's do the simple, easy thing first. Everyone's going to get that. And they're also talking about, this is the other part that's kind of creepy, the vaccination clinics will also report to the state immunization registries which vaccines have been given so third parties can then verify one's vaccination status. So now we're not only going to be having our medical records completely and totally exposed to third parties, which if you guys know and you've listened to my shows before, when you read terms and conditions and you discuss aspects of third parties, it basically means it's a, it's a fancy, politically correct way of saying we're going to sell your information to anyone and everyone that wants to bid on it. That's what third party means. It's a all-covered clause word that means they can pretty much give out your information and there's no recourse whatsoever because you essentially are agreeing to the terms and conditions and that they're giving your information out to third parties. And there's usually very little to no restrictions on who those third parties are. Even if they say, oh, well, it has to be based with medical companies or individuals that are going to be verifying this, it doesn't matter. I've shown you guys the research before. Third parties mean anyone and everyone that wants to bid on your information. And so this comes at the same time that we see, you know, Ticketmaster and Qantas Airlines discussing your required proof of vaccination to fly. And also, too, when Anthony Fauci just ominously warned that it would create, and I quote, a very serious situation if people don't take the vaccine. My friends, it has begun now. The vaccine circus show is up and full running. It's going to start coming upon us like the plague if we're not careful. And again, I encourage everybody, research an RNA vaccine. Just research it. Do your own research on it and find the real research. Not the CNN article that talks about how safe it is, but actual true research on the background of RNA vaccines and what they actually do to your body. And then look at the aspect of the survivability rate of COVID being in the upwards of 99.8%, meaning there is no justification, need, or even reason to bring out a vaccine for a virus as basic as this. And as we've seen now, the numbers have been so easily manipulated with the cases, with the deaths, with the hospitalizations. I got another email again today from somebody that basically works out west. They asked me not to say their name. They basically said the same thing. They have like eight COVID patients in their COVID ward that can handle like 150 COVID patients. They said, they said that they're not seeing any of this anywhere what's saying on the news as far as widespread deaths and bodies piling up and tens of thousands of people dying every single day from COVID. They, nobody's seen this. Nobody in the medical community seen this. Nobody can verify these numbers at all. Nobody can. And so I keep asking everybody, I've talked to people, anybody in the medical field, I said, what's going on? You know, we hear in the mainstream media, another 10,000 people died today, another 15,000 people died today from COVID. The numbers just keep going up and up and up, but there's no backing. It's the same thing that we've seen now, and I, I sent a little article to Ted yesterday and a couple buddies, the aspect of what Joseph Goebbels and Adolf Hitler worked on. Joseph Goebbels, if you guys remember, was pretty much the godfather of propaganda. He proved that it did not matter, and they said this. It quoted, the bigger the lie, the more people will believe it. And that was the cornerstone of propaganda back then and today. If you make the lie 
so insane. You make the lie so difficult to cope with, but yet you make the lie so overtly in your face every single day, nonstop. You lie from dusk till dawn, all day, every day. You lie about it, and it's so large. Eventually, people go, it's got to be true. There's no way they would lie about something this big. This has to be factual. There's no way they would keep saying this over and over and over again if it wasn't true. Well, you could simply go back to the archives of World War II and Nazi Germany and Joseph Goebbels and his propaganda to realize, yes, it is very true. A group, a government, a, a entity that is so bent on pushing their agenda will literally lie to you day and night about every single facet of what they're telling you. They will be lying through their teeth about it. And you eventually, majority of people, will simply take it to heart and say, okay, I guess this is it. They obviously are telling that over and over and over and over again, we just need to believe it because nothing's going to change. This is where the vaccine's headed, and this is why I encourage everybody, get the truth out there. Nobody at all needs a COVID vaccine, for the main fact is we don't even understand or know what an RNA vaccine is going to do to us long term. There has been two months of safety research, my friends, on this, two months. And even at that, they're saying that 10 to 15% at minimum are going to have serious adverse effects from it. Now, think about those numbers for a second. 10 to 15% of the population is going to have serious adverse effects from this COVID vaccine. That means if you inoculated the entire country, 330 million people, that means you would have 50 million people in the United States with serious adverse events from this vaccine. Think about that for a second. 15% means 50 million people in the United States. COVID numbers in the last year, even manipulated, can't even come close to that. They can't even scratch that. Even this number they come up with, 250,000 deaths over the last year, they're total bogus, completely bogus. Think about what this is going to do. Understand if you want to inject this into your body and you want to allow some concoction of aborted fetal tissue and whatever else they're adding to this, this vaccine into your body simply because you just want to be compliant and they want you to get a vaccination ID card, which the CDC has now fully rolled out, and there are photos of it online. We'll have the link on the website today. What do you think, Dad? Uh, really well done, Austin. The uh, the gentleman that was on Fox, the, uh, basically the immunologist, biologist, chemist, you know, he, he basically said that you'd go to your doom. Now, let me spell that because it didn't come across clear. D-O-O-M, doom, your end, your death. He said this, and like you said, Austin, as soon as he did it, oh, we got to go, interview's done, goodbye, click, click. You just stay having you all pull it out of the archives. Uh, you know, the Rothschilds own 95% of the media. Now, when I say Rothschilds, I'm using a name that basically means the bloodline families that control the Federal Reserve Banks because they've interbred now for hundreds of years, and they're not all called Rothschild anymore. But they're still the same group of people that basically control the media. I use Rothschild because it makes it simple because you think automatically central banks. And, and this is where we find ourselves now. We've got a top immunologist saying that we're going to go to our doom if we take the vaccine. 
and then the, the Department of Defense Department rolls out the vaccine cards uh, yesterday, the immunity cards. And, you know, now I'm going to say something, and I, you, you, we, you've got to walk with me through this real quick because I had a show yesterday that I, I did on another, on another network, and it wasn't, it was, it was, I was a guest, and they wanted to argue with me about the fact that Donald Trump has your back. And I said, no, he doesn't. Okay? Donald Trump is president right now. I mean, will everybody agree with me on that? He's president. Donald Trump is president of the United States of America. He is our figurehead. He is our spokesperson. He is the sock puppet, is what he is, for the international banking cartels and the organized crime networks around the world. Donald Trump is supervising the release of the COVID vaccine under Operation Warp Speed. Get that through everybody's collective consciousness that this is the guy who's in charge right now. Joe Biden has not taken office. Donald Trump still has us in Iraq. Donald Trump still has us in Syria. Donald Trump still basically wants to declare war on Iran. Donald Trump still has all of these troops in Afghanistan guarding a thousand square miles of poppy fields. Why is this? Why is he doing this? Because he's not in charge, guys. That's why I told you guys yesterday, I, I was very, as, as clear as I could be, it doesn't make any difference if Biden wins this election or Donald Trump wins the election. I can feel you guys bristling right now that I said that. I can feel the bristles. I can't believe he said that. He, neither one of them are in charge. Neither one of them are in charge. Do you think it'll be any worse with us getting vaccine identification cards under Biden rather than, rather than under Trump? They're coming out. Do you think that the COVID vaccination protocols and the COVID fake pandemic is going to go away under Biden or under Trump? No. Do you think we're going to pull ourselves out of these foreign entanglements in the Middle East? No. None of this is going to change. Do you think we're going to audit the Fed and get rid of the Rothschild banking cartel in the United States if Biden gets in or if Trump gets in? No. None of this is going to change. You've got to get yourself out of the paradigm that we are still in charge of our country. Now, can we take our country back? Yes. But we've got to change out Congress. We've got to change out the Senate. We've got to change out the judiciaries. Every time you have a chance to vote, if it even means anything, if you're not being completely hacked in your own district now, and it asks you, should so-and-so judge stay in office? The answer should be no. Well, why would you say that? Well, because the longer they're in office, the more compromise they get. And when you give these lifetime appointments to these federal court judges, they basically have the ability to just dictate policy and law from the bench. And they can do whatever they want to do. And they can get corrupt. And they become partisan if they want. Now, if you got a really, really good one that's really doing good work, and you know that for sure, okay, say you stay in. But the vast majority of them need to be rotated out. Nobody deserves a lifetime appointment. I'm talking even to the Supreme Court. They don't deserve that. The Supreme Court should get maybe 15, 20 years because, you know, because of the Constitution. That's enough for those guys. They don't need to be in the court for 30, 40 years. And this is the problem that we've run into now with the United States. Everybody believes that Biden's going to take us into a direct road to hell. All right. The other side believes that Trump's going to take us to a direct road to hell. 
The reality is neither one of them are going to take us anywhere. They're not told to go by the group of people, the organized crime networks that run the planet, period. That's the problem that we have. And this is why we all have to wake up and say, wait a minute, why is it that we're still in Afghanistan under Trump? Hmm. Why is it that we're still in Iraq under Trump? Hmm. Why is it we're still in Syria under Trump and Trump is seizing the oil fields in Syria and selling the oil, which is a clear violation of everything and an act of war? Hmm. Why is it Trump put Haspel in for the CIA? Hmm. How about Barr in for Attorney General? Hmm. I wonder why he did that. Why do we give this guy a pass? Think through this with me. You know, I gave up on Republican-Democrat politics. I, I'm basically an agnostic when it comes to those guys. Now, I don't care anymore. The, the rhinos have infiltrated the, you know, the Republican Party so much is ridiculous. They started that under Ronald Reagan, which basically they're Democrats saying they're Republicans, you know, and basically doing whatever they need to do with their 60 dual citizens in Congress and the Senate voting for whatever they want to get passed. They completely control the United States Congress and Senate for that. And so why don't we ask those questions? Why aren't we asking that? I don't, I, I don't know. When are we going to audit the Fed? See, we can't talk about that, can we? We can't talk about why is it that nothing ever seems to change year after year, administration after administration. Why is it when administration tries to change, they have their head blown off like John F. Kennedy? John F. Kennedy's autopsy, the pictures were phony. They were fake. The back of his head was blown off. Okay, And the lady who took the pictures... 30 years later, released the real pictures showing that her head, that his head was blown off on the backside with a bullet exit. The bullet went in through the front. And they lied to us, said that didn't happen. But we know that it did. He was shot supposedly from the gutter on the ground, from the storm drain, in front of the vehicle, upward direction, through his neck, blowing off the back of his head. But they told us the bullet turned around and basically made a U-turn. All lies. But did the mainstream press report on any of this stuff and try to investigate it? Absolutely not. Why? Because in the 60s, it was already controlled via the CIA, via Operation Mockingbird, via Operation International Banking Cartels Run the World, and that's what's happening. And until we talk about the issues, the real issues, not the superfluous stuff, it, it was so funny. I was all with that talk show host yesterday, and he was trying to get a rise out of me. And I just told him, I said, no, man, I'm not going to do that. I don't believe anybody, any of these guys are in charge. They're figureheads. They're, they're actors put into a position of reading a script. And if they deviate from the script like Joan Rivers did, I use her as an example, they're immediately written out of the play or out of the act or out of the movie that we're in, and they just go away. Their part is retired uh, permanently. And see, this is what is going on. So now we have Donald Trump having the Department of <laughs> Defense release. Okay, On Wednesday, the Department of Defense released the first images of the COVID-19 vaccination record card as well as vaccination kits, according to CNN. Everyone will be issued a written card they can put in their wallet. will tell them when their next shot is due. They're also going to come with a needle. They're going to come with all kinds of other things in there, a mask. 
Why? Because they want you to continue to believe the lie of the narrative. Now, Austin said something. He was absolutely right about Goebbels being the father of propaganda in Germany. But Goebbels, but, but, but Goebbels' mentor, his person that he looked up to and really admired was Edward Bernays. Because of what Edward Bernays had done in the United States with the propaganda to turn the American people against Germany to enter World War I. Edward Bernays was the nephew of Sigmund Freud. They were both Sabbatain Kabbalist Luciferians. They both worshipped Satan. They were basically evil to the core. And they wanted to learn how to control groupthink. I mean, Sigmund Freud was a cocaine addict. He was hooked on drugs. You know, and Edward Bernays was the, quote, father of advertising here in the United States and globally, and Goebbels looked to him as a mentor. That's how they were able to take the German people through radio, because they didn't have TV then, as far as on television, but they'd have movies and newsreels, and they would take them and show them the pictures of Germany winning this and Germany winning that and Germany winning this and Germany having super weapons coming out, and they had the entire population whipped up into such a frenzy as Berlin was falling and Hitler was being evacuated to Argentina. He did not kill himself. He's saying, fight to the last man. We're going to win this. We're now going to release the giant weapons that we have to show them who's in charge. And we, Germany, will be the victors. In the meantime, Hitler's on the other side saying, if Germany doesn't win this war, they need to be annihilated. They're, they don't deserve to reproduce and be a people any longer. Oh, yeah, it was, that was Hitler. You know, watch, watch the movie The Downfall with Hitler. If you want to hear some quotes from the actual people that were in the bunker with him, Hitler wasn't killed. He wasn't committing suicide. He didn't do any of that stuff. He left. They've now looked at the doggone autopsies of the sort of supposedly remains of Hitler. They found it to be a woman, for heaven's sakes, not even a man. I mean, from a DNA standpoint, they were, they were thrown into the bottom of a doggone ditch and put 100 gallons of deep fuel on top of it and lit them up. How are, you going to define, how are you going to identify a body like that? See, and this is where we find ourselves in the United States right now, in the middle of this giant psychological operation of complete and total lies, like Austin said. If you tell the lie big enough, long enough, often enough, people will wear masks to go grocery shopping. If you tell them they've got to dip their head in the toilet three times and, and, and sing hippie you know, put their finger up their bottom while they walk. They'll do that too if you tell them enough that that's the only way they not get COVID or they've got to drop down below three feet because it mysteriously appears at 37 inches. And if you're under 37 inches, you could be okay. Above 37 inches, you're going to catch the COVID. And people go, oh my gosh. They'll be crawling around on their bellies like snakes. It's the sickest thing I've ever seen. The sheeple mentality. I'm at the DMV the other day. I told you, there's a big plastic thing there, you know, like two feet tall, open on bottom, open on top. And I said, oh, my gosh, you've got a barrier for COVID. It can't catapult or jump up over this, especially with the air conditioning blowing vents everywhere, circulating air in your building. There's a magic little plastic piece here that stops the COVID. And they all started laughing. And then I explained to them about the fact that, you know, the masks don't work. And I'll say something. I went by there a couple of days ago, and pretty much nobody was wearing a mask anymore as far as working behind the counter. They all decided to do their own research. Because there's a state agency. Tags. Governor DeSantis has no mask mandate. They don't have to wear a mask in there if they don't want to. So this is the craziest thing. And again, it's like Austin said, where are all the dead bodies? Where? Why am I not, 
you know, gone. Why am I not in heaven right now? I haven't worn a mask yet. Why in the world? I wandered around everywhere, all over the place, hotels everywhere, and I still am super healthy. Why is that? Why don't we have bodies piling up on the streets? Because this is a pandemic to bring in complete and total tyranny to the entire planet. I told you why they're doing this. I told you why they closed everything down. They're using this as a cover to bring in a new world order, a new world banking system, a new world currency, and a new world religion. That's what this is. There is no, there is no Donald Trump is in charge. There is none of that. There is no Joe Biden is in charge. The international bankers run the planet. The shadow government that was set up after Roswell under Eisenhower is running everything through the secret agencies of the CIA, MI6, Mossad. Why do you think Mossad was directly involved with Jeffrey Epstein? Jeffrey Epstein was the Mossad agent. Does anyone not remember this? Ghislaine Maxwell is a Mossad agent. Her dad was a Mossad agent. Israel told us back in February they already had a vaccine. Israel is owned and controlled and completely a fiefdom of the Rothschild banking empire. And we've got to get this through our collective heads. The republic can only be restored if we get into the grassroots level, city level, city elections, county elections, state elections, and we get the Electronic voting machines out first. They gotta go. They gotta go. You, if you can hook a computer network to a doggone voting machine, you can hack it. They gotta go. They've got to go away. We gotta go back to regular paper ballots. Oh my gosh, that's archaic. How could you say paper ballots? Do you realize how long that will take to count? Well, yeah, we did it for a long time, didn't we? And we'd have all this election fraud. And we get rid of these clowns at a grassroots level, and gradually the momentum will build. But this ain't going to happen overnight, guys. It's going to be decades to fix this mess, if we can, if they don't bring in their new world order. And we've got to understand, you can't play partisan politics. If Donald Trump does something right, I've commended him for it. The problem is, almost everything he's done has been a mess especially with his appointments of CFR members. CFR members are people... Roger Stone told me this. Now listen to me. This is from Roger Stone's own mouth. When Donald Trump was running for president, one of the top CFR members in the country came to him and spoke to him and wanted to have an appointment with him and discuss things with him in private. Roger Stone told me this. And Donald Trump called Roger Stone up and said, should I meet with this guy? And Roger Stone said, no, he's opposed to everything that you are promoting. Roger Stone told me this, sitting in his kitchen table, down there, you know, in, in West Palm. I mean, I'm not making this stuff up. I sent you the videos of me and Roger. I showed you the videos of me of him taping stuff. And I, thought he taped, I taped an entire interview with him. He warned Donald Trump of the CFR. But yet when Donald Trump goes in, he puts more CFR members in than anyone else. You guys remember when George Bush, George W., the dumb one, met with Barack Obama in the White House before Barack Obama took power? And Barack Obama walks into the White House like a strutting peacock. Like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm the gay Kenyan. I got a transgender wife. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. 
And he walks out with his head dropped down. Yeah, that boy got told. You may be the gay Kenyan with your transgender woman, but it or whatever it is, but you got to do what we tell you to do, buckwheat. And I'm not saying buckwheat from a racist term. It could have been buckwheat to George W. Guys, listen to me. They run the planet. They rule the planet through interdimensional entities. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. Jesus told us that. And he always told us the truth. And remember what else he said. Light has come into the world, but the world has preferred the darkness. And that's where we find ourselves. There are still people out there who want to know the truth. But guys, the vast majority of the people in the United States are so brain damaged now from fluoride. That's why I went into such detail about it yesterday. And from all these drugs, the statin drugs they put them on, they can't even think clearly anymore. I mean, they drool from one location to another location. They sit in their TV and load, eat, drink their beer and drink their diet sodas and eat their potato chips loaded with MSG and drool on themselves and fall asleep watching TV and all they care about is where they're going to get their next meal and when their next government handout is coming and you know what the kids are doing. They don't think past anything as far as how it affects them from a global standpoint because they've been so dumbed down and they're so sick and they feel absolutely horrible. Or they're hooked on opiates like 60 million people are now in the United States thanks to the Sackler family, thanks to the CIA, thanks to Afghanistan. And so we have become a dumbed down People. Now, there's a remnant of us. There's 10% of us left. There's 30, 40 million of us that are really pissed off. Be honest with you. They are. But they're, they're rare. It's rare. That's why you don't see people basically fighting. You basically don't see people, you know, not wearing masks. You know, 90 to 95% of the people are wearing masks. Newsflash. Those are the same people that are going to line up for the vaccine. They're the same people that will continue to play partisan politics. It's Donald Trump's fault has happened. It's Joe Biden's fault this happened. No, it's not. It's our fault that it happened. It's the pastors and the pulpit that are supposed to be the leaders. And there are some pastors out there telling the truth. I know several of them. And being bold in the pulpit. The vast majority of them are not. And they're not going to be. I've come to that conclusion now also. They're not going to be. It's going to be a remnant of them, like there's a remnant of us, that are going to have the stones to say, no, nah, this isn't okay. We, well, I'm not signing up for this. Because remember the little group of people called the Medical Information Bureau? You know, we kind of call them the MIB or the Men in Black. But they're the Medical Information Bureau. All of these vaccinations that you get when you go to these doctor's offices are going to be recorded in the MIB. There'll be a digital footprint. Because right now, if you go get your blood pressure tested and it's high, and you try to go get life insurance, they contact the Medical Information Bureau and they ask him, how is Ted Brower's blood pressure? And they go, oh, it's, it's three points too high or whatever. Or how's Ted Brower's cholesterol? Oh, it's three points too high. Let me tell you what happened to me years ago. going to get life insurance. Kids just got born. I was going to get some life insurance. And I went over and got my blood tested. I had my cholesterol was at 203, which I thought was low. And they denied me life insurance because my cholesterol was three points above their accepted standards. I went, well, this is stupid. So I went on a vegetarian diet. For two weeks, drinking a lot of water. Went back in, my cholesterol's down to 190. Oh, by the way, it's that easy to change your cholesterol. Just thought I'd mention that. And so they gave me my life insurance. Years later, I went back to another doctor to re-up the life insurance. He goes, well, I see in the medical information bureau, your cholesterol was high at one time, dangerously high. It was at 203. And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's a totally different doctor. 
Totally different organization. Totally different city. And it was all recorded in the MIB. And I said to him, I said, well, I took care of that high cholesterol. Well, you need to watch it. We need to put you on statin drugs. And I said, no, I don't think so. I'm good. Guys, that's what's going to happen with this card. They've already got the infrastructure in place for the Medical Information Bureau. It's going to be all part of the social credit score they're going to put up on you. Oh, he's a bad, bad, bad citizen. He doesn't have his vaccines. We're going to drop him 20 points now. We're not going to let him go to the grocery store for one week until he decides to comply with what we're telling him. And this is where we find ourselves, in this weird world of the Twilight Zone, with one foot in reality and one foot in the Twilight Zone, going, what the heck just happened to our country? Well, guys, it's been happening to our country for a long, long time. Austin, what do you think, bud? Uh, that's that's exactly right. I mean, this that's why I, I, mean, I learned that from you when I went to go get life insurance last year. Because I got the kids now, I told the guy, basically one of my friends that does life insurance, I said, what is the threshold that I do not have to have a physical? And he told me what it was, and he said, if you want, you know, you can do one plan at that level, and then you can do a second plan as well below that level. And he said, that way you don't have to go do a physical because I knew I've, I've seen the same thing happen with dad. I've seen talk to multiple people about it. You go in there because I mean, I eat really clean, but I also eat, you know, I eat a lot of healthy fats. So usually my HDLs are through the roof, which obviously puts me around, you know, two, two ten, two twenty as far as my total cholesterol, which is fantastic, unbelievably healthy, great for the heart. But see, that doesn't matter. They don't care about that. The only number they look at is totals because they want to push your cholesterol down further and further and further. Remember, the American uh, Medical Association, years ago, continued to come out. You can watch the numbers. They slowly dropped the acceptable cholesterol levels lower and lower and lower and lower. And now it reached a point to where they tell you, even if you have healthy cholesterol that's in their range, like 180 or whatever, which in my opinion, that's not very healthy. That's starting to get too low. They tell you, you still should probably start on a statin drug as a preventative measure to make sure you don't have cardiac disease or heart attack in the future, which is the dumbest ideology in the world. That's like saying you may get in a car wreck in the near future and break your back. So you should really start on OxyContin right now as a preventative measure to help out with that pain if you do ever get in a situation that you may break your back. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. This is what the American Medical Association promotes. It's idiotic. It's the stupidest thing you've ever heard of. But yet, millions upon millions upon millions of people follow the realm, get on statins, have unbelievable side effects from it, start having kidney pain, start wasting muscle tissue, have no energy, sex drive goes to nothing, can't want to, don't want to go work out, don't want to go to work, all you want to do is sleep all the time. I've heard hundreds of these stories, hundreds of them. Man, Austin, I felt great. I went into the doctor's office. He said my cholesterol was a little high. I need to go on a statin. I figured, okay, I'll listen to the doctor. He knows best. Started on the statin. Immediately started having issues with my back. Lost my sex drive. Didn't want to go work out anymore. They're like, and I felt great until I started on these drugs. And I'm like, well, how about you talk to your doctor about getting off these drugs? I said, I'm not a doctor. I'm not going to give you medical advice. But it's probably something you need to address with him, how you were really healthy, felt really good, had great relations with your wife, wanted to go work out every single weekend, and now you're on drugs and you can't do anything. I said, those two kind of correlated together, don't they? 
I've, I've, I've talked to many people about that. And so many people go, man, Austin, you're right. That that makes sense. I'm like, it makes sense. I mean, it's just the facts. One plus one equals two. I mean, that's just, that's what it is. That's what it always has been to do the math. And then don't email me back. It's like, yeah, I told my doctor I wasn't going to take these anymore. And Man, I feel great again. I'm doing great. I feel great. I'm working out again. And I'm like, imagine that. But, guys, cholesterol, as Dad said, naturally is one of the easiest things to fix, even if you have extremely elevated cholesterol. That's why we have the formula called the vascular relaxant. It's our controlled release niacin. And we have a formula called cholesterol X which has polycosinol in it, which is sugarcane wax, which is designed specifically to help reduce elevated levels of cholesterol. However, you really don't need those unless you absolutely have very elevated cholesterol. But it's so easy to stay healthy and stay in shape naturally. God gave us all these different nutrients, all these different plants, and he gave us the ability to freely exercise. I mean, you don't even have to go to a gym. I mean, you can go outside and go do, you know, some walking lunges with dumbbells if your knees and back are good. Or you can go do, you know, dumbbell squats. You can go outside and basically do push-ups. There's all kinds of things you can do to exercise. You don't have to necessarily go to a gym and deal with that rigmarole if you don't like doing it. Because a lot of people get intimidated by going to the gym. And sometimes it can be annoying. I mean, I've trained at a public gym for years. And there's nothing more obnoxious than sitting there waiting for a machine while somebody sits on it and takes a selfie and texts and Snapchats their girlfriend or whatever else nonsense they're doing on their phone while they're sitting on the machine. I've gotten in almost numerous arguments and altercations when I used to train really heavy in a public gym because the majority of people there are they're idiots. They're there as a social aspect. They want it there to be, look cool so they can take a photo in the gym and go home. Guys, your workout, in, I mean, I'm talking training hard. My workouts even today Dude, they're not more than 20 to 30 minutes max and fairly intense at that. I find it so ironic when I talk to people and they go, oh, yeah, well, I got to go here. I got to go to the gym. I'm not going to be done until 10 o'clock. I'm like, dude, you get off work at 6. Well, I'm, you know, I'm in the gym for like two, two and a half, three hours. You know, I got, I got to do this and I got to do cardio and I got to do this again. And I'm, I'm like, why? And then it's funny. My workout partner, Clayton, he's a lot younger than me. He's 22. And uh, I've, I've packed an enormous amount of weight on him naturally, completely naturally, just with food and training, just in the last two years. And when he first started training with me, he couldn't even really do the incline bar, like incline 45 pounds. Like, you know, I've, I've had to help him on it. And when he started off doing 10s on each side, I mean, the other day he got a rep, solid, clean rep, no spot for me with 225 on inclines. He's pretty tall. He's like 6'4". You know, he's got long arms, which makes it way more difficult. And it's funny, he said, I, he goes, I'm, I'm going out and hanging with my friends sometimes in college and everything, and he goes, everybody's asked me how I'm getting so big. You know, I'm like 225 now. I'm filling out. You know, they knew me, and I was like, you know, 180 pounds. And everybody thinks I'm, you know, using steroids. I tell them, no, I'm not doing that at all. And they go, what are you doing? He goes, dude, I'm, I'm eating. You know, I'm like five, six meals a day. Austin's got me eating. He goes, and we train really intense and really controlled and really heavy and drop sets, rest pauses, everything. And, you know, but we work out for like 30 minutes, 40 minutes max. They're like, oh, that's ridiculous. That doesn't work. You know, I'm, I'm in the gym for two, three hours. And he goes, okay, and look at your results and look at mine. Understand, especially if you're a natural bodybuilder, once you go past the 45 to 50 minute mark, your cortisol starts to spike through the roof. Now, if you're going for endurance, if you're going for cardiovascular endurance and you're a runner, you're doing something like that, obviously that doesn't matter to you anymore. But if you're actually training to get in really good shape and stay big and strong, 45 to 50 minutes 
max is all you need. You can look back at the old Dorian Yates training aspects. Now, he was a very huge pro bodybuilder, used performance drugs, but you can watch his interviews, and he used to talk about it. He said, dude, when I was in the gym, it was full tilt, full wide open the entire time. Two warm-up sets, basically increasing weight and warm-up, I mean, I mean intense warm-up, and then one last third set with that exercise to complete failure. And that's how he trained. And he got enormous doing it. Even though he used compounds, he was still one of the biggest men to ever walk on a pro stage to this day. And that's what he used to say. He goes, you don't need to be in the gym two and three and four hours at a time. It's counterproductive if you're trying to get big and get in shape. And so that's why I continue to tell everybody over and over and over again, you don't have to go to the gym to get in shape. Maintain your immune system right now. The level of stress and the level of negativity that's coming from the mainstream media is unprecedented. This is what they're doing. They're trying to promote it. We already know the entire election was stolen. I mean, we now even have basically the governor of Georgia is basically demanding a signature audit ballot now, an audit signature ballot, or however they're doing it. Because now there's been footage released in the testimony you guys saw yesterday, the exact time that they stopped counting ballots. When I told you guys that, like 2, 3 in the, in the morning, Stop counting ballots. Everybody goes home. Four people are in the ballot counting room. All basically the poll watchers go home. There's four people left to stay behind. All of a sudden, they go underneath the table, and they pull out four giant suitcases of ballots and start unloading them and getting them prepped for counting while everybody else is gone. Four people. This is on video camera now, on surveillance camera. We know it was completely and totally stolen, and Dad said something so succinctly earlier. It's not that the president is failing us. It's that we're failing us. We have put our entire resources and our entire trust in one man that we know is going to be compromised by the central banks. It's time for America to say the government is by the people, for the people. It's we the people. All these individuals that are starting to open up their businesses in defiant of these orders, I applaud them. I salute you. This is what we have to be doing right now. We have to continually be getting the truth out and standing up and saying, no, we're not going to do this. There's 330 million of us. You can't hang us all. We're going to say no. We're not going to consent. We're not going to wear a mask, and we're not going to take a vaccine. And until the general population starts waking up and realizing we have that ability of control and to stop living in fear – this whole cycle is going to keep perpetuating itself. That's why you have to wake people up. You've got to get them this information. You've got to tell them to stand up for their rights and their beliefs and their convictions. There is not a more time, I think probably ever U.S. history, other than back with the Revolutionary War, that we are calling upon every able-bodied person in the United States to stand up. Right now it's nonviolent. Right now it doesn't have to go violent. It's consent. You don't have to consent to this at all. This is not something that you have to go along with. You don't have to wear a mask. You do not have to shut down your business. Now, there's probably going to be a fight. You're probably going to deal with fines, and it's not going to be comfortable. It's not going to be fun. But you don't have to consent. That's something we all have to remember right now as these times are starting to change. I'm telling you right now, over the next couple of weeks, there's going to be some crazy stuff here now until January. And that's why I've been encouraging everybody, continue to speak your mind. It doesn't get any easier than it is right now. 
stay prepped. Make sure you have your supplies in order, whatever you need. Make sure you have some stored up food. If you don't want to have to get in the rigmarole of going to the store in the middle of a fallout, middle of a massive, you know, violent rioting as we've seen, have a couple weeks or a month or two months worth of food in your house at minimum. I tell people that if if you think you're prepared, but you don't have at least one month of full food preparations for your entire family to not have to leave the house, you're not even moderately prepared at all. I know so many people, they come in and they go, oh, yeah, man, I got like a week's worth of food. I just went and got, you know, got 100 rounds of ammunition. said, how much much ammo you got? I got 100 rounds for what weapon? My AR, 100 rounds. You got three mags. That's it. Yeah. I said, you ever done any hot training before? No, no, no. I just got a gun. I said, you're about to come train with me, and then you're going to go buy 5,000 rounds. And the problem is now, ammunition's gotten so expensive, half the people can't even afford to get it. And that's what I've warned everybody about all the way back to Sandy Hook when I saw this happen. And I was working at gun shows, and we were selling stuff back and forth. And there were rounds for five, five, six, room for $1,000 a round. Excuse me, $1,000 for basically 1000 rounds, a dollar a round. And people said, this is crazy. This is nuts. I've never seen this happen before. And I said, oh, it'll happen again. I said, Obama's the one who leaked this. He's the one who said, we're going to start doing taxes on ammunition. We're going to start having two and three and four hundred percent taxes on ammunition. That's what's happening right now. We do not have a de facto tax yet, but the ammunition cost is going up exponentially because of the demand and because there's so many contractors that are stockpiling this stuff. It's time that everybody get off the couch, wake up, take off your mask, breathe some fresh air, and continue to speak the truth and stand by your convictions, Dad. You know, Austin, that's really well said. We all need to be prepped. And, guys, you've got to get training with your weapons, and you're running out of time if you haven't been trained. I mean, if you're not trained and you're one running around with a loaded weapon, you're dangerous to yourself and everybody else around you. I'm just going to be blunt. All right, you can't be walking around muzzle sweeping everybody. You've got to know how to clear a, a jam. You've got to know how to make sure you don't shoot. The other day, well, it was a couple months ago, we were at a, we were training at a, at, a, at a place down in Bradenton, and we were basically we were at a rifle range. We were shooting at a 600-yard range. And we were there shooting, and all of a sudden, some guy lets out an unbelievable scream, and basically he had discharged the weapon and had blown a hole through his hand or whatever he had done. He's bleeding blood everywhere. This is just just practice session. Guns are dangerous. I mean, they ended up having to wrap him up and get him to the doggone hospital, get stitched up and put his hand back together again. You've got to be careful with weapons. They are not toys. And you teach your children from a very young age, they are not toys. You know, I, when Austin was little, I made him treat his weapon. You know, he has little toy guns. I made him treat them just like they were real. You don't point them at people. You don't point them at your sisters or brothers or sisters or friends because he didn't have any brothers or sisters. Certainly when he was young, but his friends. So you don't point them. You don't point guns at people, period. Period. Ever. you got to train them for the way they should go. Now, you know, it's interesting here when we talk about the news and the media. And... You know, we've got this synagogue of Satan that's running stuff, right? We, we've got that. We've got to realize that. Nixon and Billy Graham, they actually have a quote that was taken from them in a conversation with President Nixon in 1972. And Reverend Billy Graham openly voiced belief that the Jews controlled the American media, calling it a stranglehold. During a 1972 convention with President Richard Nixon, according to a tape of the Oval Office meeting, released... It says, quote, this stranglehold has got to be broken or the country's going down the drain. The nation's best-known preacher declared as he agreed with the stream of bigoted Nixon comments 
about the Jews and their perceived influence in American life. You believe that, Nixon says, after the stranglehold comment. Yes, sir, Graham says. Oh, boy, replies Nixon. So do I, but I can never say that, but I believe it. No, but if you get elected a second time, then we might be able to do something about it. Okay, you got to listen to these audio tapes and what they were talking about and who these people were and what they believe. In addition to that, Nixon then broaches the subject about, we can't talk about it publicly, but the Jewish influence in Hollywood and the media. He cites Paul Keyes, a political observer who is executed, who's the executive producer of the NBC hit, Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In, as telling him that 11 of the 12 writers are Jewish. That's right, says Graham, prompting Nixon to claim that Life Magazine, Newsweek, the New York Times, the Los Angeles Times, and others are totally dominated by the Jews. I'm giving you quotes, guys. He calls network TV anchors Howard K. Smith, David Brinkley, and Walter Cronkite front men who may not be of this persuasion, but their writers are 95% Jewish. Now you think, well, why are you picking on the Jews? I'm not. I'm picking on the synagogue of Satan. I'm picking on the Kabbalists. And we can all pretend that we can dance around the roses and tiptoe through the tulips and pretend like the synagogue of Satan doesn't run the media, doesn't run the banking, doesn't run everything. Jesus warned us about this in the book of Revelation. John warned us about it when he wrote the book and he was being inspired. We've got to understand that we've been taken over via Operation Mockingbird and that the people who run this, and we talked about this at length a couple months ago, most of them are Russian Jewish immigrants. They came over in the last 130 years into the United States that infiltrated Hollywood, infiltrated the media, infiltrated our very way of life here in the United States. These are hardcore devout communist, socialist, Marxists, most of them, not all of them. And they run the media, and they run Hollywood, and they have taken over the entire communication networks in the United States. Now, we can say, well, that's not true. Okay. That's an anti-Semitic thing to say. Okay. Whatever you want to call it, I don't care. At this, at this point, it doesn't make any difference anymore. Why? Because if we don't do something about what's happening right now in the United States, we're going to go into the ash, ash heap of history. They want a new world order. The media is controlled by the synagogue of Satan. It is controlled by the Kabbalists. Now, I'm going to say this. 99% of the Jews on the planet aren't involved in any of this. And they're probably going to get really persecuted because of what the 1% of the Kabbalists who claim to be Jews, but they are not, according to the Bible, are involved in. And this is what is happening right now all around us. And we go, well, this isn't right. I know it's not right. And I've told you guys a hundred times, there are good Christians, there's bad Christians. There's good Jews, there's bad Jews. There's good Protestants, there's bad Protestants. There's good Catholics, there's bad Catholics. There's good Muslims and there's bad Muslims. And it goes all through every, everywhere. There's good doctors and there's bad doctors. But you've got to realize, guys, what is going on in the world. And you've got to realize that I'm just giving you quotes from what Rick Nixon said with Billy Graham. Now, Billy Graham later in life, when these tapes were released and came out, you know, he profusely apologized for, the, for telling and saying this stuff. Now, why would he apologize for something that was true? Well, because of the power of the media. We have to understand who's in charge. By the way, new vehicle sales have tumbled to three-month lows in November. Just thought I'd mention that. And by the way, Biden, according to new Zero Hedge, Biden will preserve Trump's China tariffs and trade deals as rapid reset of relations look unlikely. So in other words, exactly what the globalists told Trump to do with China, Biden will preserve that. One world currency is included in the end game reset. Zero heads is another article. And why stop there? CNN analysis calls for sweeping regulation of free speech on the web. In other words, they want everybody censored. 
Delta Airlines <laughs> is now hemorrhaging cash again as the CEO warns and says forward bookings are slowing down again. Guys, here we are in the same mess that we've been in now for the eight or nine months old, eight or nine months. And now the Georgia runoff Republican vote boycott, and they're asking now, is Lynn Wood a wolf in sheep's clothing? Now, why would I report on this? Well, let me tell you something about Lynn Wood. He sure came out of nowhere, didn't he? He sure came out of nowhere and got national prominence and started getting promoted all over social media, didn't he? Notice that the Ted Nelson Brower Show doesn't have national prominence, and we're not being promoted by the Rothschild banking cartel all over social media. They're not pushing you to listen to this show, are they? But suddenly Linwood comes out, and suddenly we find out he's been giving a lot of money to Democratic candidates for years. Yeah. So always be very, very careful as far as who you listen to and what you believe. By the way, the Supreme Court now is ordering a new trial over California worship restrictions in light of the New York ruling. Okay, so we're changing things around with the New York ruling with the Supreme Court now. And, of course, now the Senate confirms the Trump's nominee, Waller, to the Fed board, and it goes on and on and on. This is where we are. Another some more propaganda. China is the biggest threat to national security. It is not. The Federal Reserve Banks are and has been conducting super soldier experiments that's the truth. They are actually working with DNA modification, RNA vaccines to increase speed, agility, and strength of Chinese soldiers and have been doing so for decades. So are we. The United States is doing the same thing as far as with our black ops programs. So, guys, wild show today. Absolutely wild, wild show. So what I want you guys to do is have a great weekend. Austin will be on with Hagman tonight. They're looking forward to doing another show. They're always excellent on the air together. And, guys, I love you, and I appreciate you. You guys remember this, that Jesus Christ is the author, and he's the finisher of our faith, that we can do all things through Christ, that we're born of a spirit of power and of love and of sound mind when we accept Jesus, and that we're in covenant with the Most High God, and that he is the person, the entity, the deity, the God, the individual that we have to be in communication with. We've got to pray every single day. We have to build a relationship with God Almighty. It's not a religion, guys. It's a relationship. Pray out loud with your spouse and your children every day. Build a relationship. You want to pick up the phone to call God? You want to make sure he picks up the line. It's important that he knows who you are. He knows you because of you know he knows everything. He's, omni he's omniscient. But you want a relationship with him so you don't get put on hold. I know that sounds kind of weird, but it's kind of being direct with you guys. You want that kind of relationship with the creator of the universe, and he's given you the opportunity to do that through Jesus. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Austin finishes up, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Absolutely. Also, too, another news. This is interesting. A Philadelphia priest, a Greek Catholic priest, has died in his home after finishing and participating in Moderna's vaccine phase three trial. They're saying now that he was 70 years old and the cause of death is currently unknown, but they do know that he was in the trial. He did get the vaccine and he received the first jab on August 31st and the second one on October 1st. So that puts him right at about two months from his last shot. Now, I have no idea if the vaccine killed this priest or not. I'm, not, I'm just I'm telling you what the research and what the news is saying right now. But we do know 
that there's been serious adverse conditions on the Pfizer and Moderna clinical trials. So it does not surprise me this is happening. It's sad. But again, we're going to have to ask ourselves a question. Is this vaccine going to cause another third wave that they're claiming? Always remember that this vaccine may not have immediate side effects right off the rip, but there could be serious problems down the road as this guy, two months later after he gets it. Now, we'll see what they correlate. I can almost guarantee you they're going to make sure the death certificate says it was basically natural causes or it was a heart attack or stroke or something. Guarantee that's what they're going to say on it. But again, just be aware of that. Also, too, be sure to check out healthmasters.com. A lot of people have been asking me for it. We did it last December. I'm throwing it on sale right now. The ultimate multiple powder, the original one, the bright red sweet one that we made famous a couple years ago when we came out with it, the original ultimate multiple powder formula, the one that Doug Hagman loves, it is on sale right now for over 20% off for our winter sale. That is on the front page of the website right now, so be sure to check that out. Great product, incredible product, really good results, probably one of our top sellers, so be sure to check that at healthmasters.com. Thank you again for all the continued support, please continue. Speak your mind. Stand your ground on stuff and talk truth. Get the information out there. Don't wear a mask. Breathe fresh air. Do what's right. Thank you for everything. I'll be on the Hagman Show tonight. You guys have a fantastic weekend. We'll talk to you on this show again Monday as always.